Joey Janela, what's up, man? I am, I'm, I'm all right. <laughs> <laughs> little so, traffic getting here. I should get easy pass. Like I'm really, I'm really missing. I've really missed the ball on that. There might be some people listening or watching this interview, kind of surprised that you don't have easy pass, Joey. I'm a very basic human. But like, you travel a lot. This seems like a layer of convenience that becomes a necessity. I didn't have a bank account until last year. <laughs> You've you've come from very humble beginnings in in the wrestling industry, correct? Yes, yeah. Um, while performing for rooms full of people, you also on the side of delivered pizzas, right? Yeah, yeah. Uber. I worked in a. I got a job once for a couple of months. It didn't work out. Working in a uh, credit card factory. What do you uh, mean factory? Like you? They made yeah cards? made for Discover made the metal, Premier. Like credit the, cards, like the, like the little chips, or what? What did you make? They they did everything there. Like they tried me on a bunch of different jobs. It just didn't work out in any. Because <laughs> so you just, just tried jumping off every machine. No, it's just like it was like I did one of those jobs you had to get up. At. I'm not a morning person. Get up at four a.m. and then go into a factory and make deal credit cards. Boss. Yeah, deal with some boss and cut credit cards or plant chips into these metal. Credit cards. It was like I was there for like three months. I got interviewed by like the FBI and everything for the job and Whoa. stuff, fingerprinted. And uh, yeah, three months. They were like, nah, this is not for you. And I went back to delivering pizzas. Wait, so, okay, so let's talk about, uh, you drove for, like, Uber, right? Yeah. Let's talk about some of the weirdest people you've ever had in your back seat. I, I did that for about a year. Um, so this is in Philly here? I did it in Philly. My my ex girlfriend actually lived like right down the road from here, so I used to stay at her house and do it in Philly, uh, New York City. I used to drop people off in New York City. You can't actually Uber there unless you have a uh, like a uh, taxi license. Oh, like the medallion. But, but mostly Jersey Shore. When I was in Pennsylvania, I would Uber over here, and uh, you know that's fun too. You but, know, like, tell me about. There's got to be some stick out customers that like did people try and have sex in your car oh no no it wasn't any like anything like taxi cab confessions they i'm throw sure up on, on your i've had a guy almost uh puke in the car and the thing was he wasn't actually um someone that was supposed to be in my uber he just got in i mistaken him for someone else and <laughs> i was driving uh i was driving 20 minutes someone called me they said where are you you're not even anywhere near here i said mm-hmm. wait you're not in my back seat it's just some drunk Guy started crying and I'm uh, always so afraid that's gonna be me. I drove I dropped him off. I said, uh, you just gotta pay me cash and uh on the way there he puked and uh <laughs> realized he didn't have any cash, so I did I dropped him off at a seven eleven, made him go to the ATM and uh So <laughs> pay me. Did anybody ever like lean forward and go, Wait, are you Joey Janella? Throughout any I was that? actually in an Uber the other day coming from a bar and the guy Said, "Are you Joey Janela?" And yeah. he's like, "Yeah, man." And you're like, "Yeah, I'm drunk. Now give me hope." Yeah, he he actually uh, messaged me on Twitter. He was like, oh, "Nice driving you, man." <laughs> now, before we get into the AEW stuff and where you are today, going back to a little bit more in the beginning, because you've kind of wrestled in all environments, you know. And I think one of the more unique ones is I've seen you booked in like music festival settings. Oh yeah, I've done plenty of those. Right. So how's that? Like, do you? Because I would imagine not everybody's there for the wrestling. Uh, some are great. Some of them are just absolutely terrible. But some people are just interested to see because they never seen professional wrestling. And if it's right there and it's free, you can just walk up and uh, one of the bands that you 
then it come to serious playing. You can just walk like, up and yeah, yeah drink a f- couple drinks and yeah. come watch some guys. And of course, there was like that time there was like Xbox was there and Scott Hall was there. And um, are those surreal moments? So say, obviously, we grew up watching a lot of the same era of wrestling and. You know, you're on the come up, and you're in these indie shows, and you have these, and you've had a, a number of them. Whether you've booked them for your spring break shows, or whether you've just been booked alongside of them, was that, where's that first most surreal moment where you're like, "Oh my God, I'm lacing up next to Scott Hall." Kurt Angle was pretty surreal. Yeah, he was pretty. Uh, it's like wow, and that show was a local show close to my house. It's about five minutes away. But it was just being around the like I've had an interesting life. Like Just Incredible was my neighbor when he was ECW champion, so it's just like so you were exposed a little bit earlier than the average fan, probably. Yeah, yeah. So I was just like I just lived a very interesting life. I've probably met everyone you can probably sure. think of in the business. Uh, but Austin was crazy. That was where'd you first meet Austin? I did his podcast okay, at his I've, house. Yeah, yeah. So that was your first meeting him. Yeah, that was like that's like Jesus to me. That's like yeah. that's like my religion is Steve Austin. Like I made my dad slap a Steve Austin bumper sticker on his work van in '98, uh, <laughs> yeah. and uh, he shaved his head and had a goatee. So I would tell all my friends he looked like Steve Austin. That's like the guy to me, Steve Austin, and uh, that was pretty surreal. Like it was like I almost had a nervous breakdown in his house and jittery and knocked over a Red Bull over his uh, floor and stuff. Now here you are, you get past all of this, like you know, aw shucks, I'm so happy to be here. You get to a point of infamy before AEW. You're the guy known as falling or jumping off of the building or getting jumped off the building into that pickup truck. Okay, so what's who's blowing you up, man? I don't know. Probably some chicks. <laughs> um, probably so, not. Probably not. Yeah, yeah. Tell That's mom a work. Said hi. <laughs> yeah, probably my mom. <laughs> uh, okay, so so the most infamous thing, and whenever anybody like. You know, that's not a hardcore mark or anything. It's like, who are you talking to? I was like, Joey Janela, watch this. When I, that roof thing first happened, a lot of people they, that didn't know who I was thought I was some, like Jim Cornette says, some outlaw mud show goofball yeah, right, wrestler. Right. Uh, I'm kind of dealing with the same stuff I dealt with after that roof bump. I'm dealing with it now to a whole new mainstream audience. What? People, just, the- just like people saying, like, this guy, you know, because I... Because of the death match? Because I did uh, a few crazy thumbtack things and jumped off something high. And now there's a new fan base that thinks, like, this is all I do. Mm-hmm. Like, they're like, oh, this guy just gets slammed barefoot on thumbtacks. He's just a, and he looks like garbage. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm not, I, I, I don't think I'm fat. I just look, I look like a normal person. That's why I'm so relatable to these fans. That's why these fans, it's just like, it's just a. Guy having fun. Whoops, sorry, I didn't know. It's cool. I could bleep it. Oh, okay. <laughs> We're good. Yeah, yeah, but uh, yeah, it's just like a a guy who's living his dream, and not only that, he's pretty rad. When it gets to weekly TV, how does AEW maintain this compelling? creative following that it's been able to conjure up with a groundswell without exposing too much because i think part of the reason why things are so impacting excuse the pun there when when you guys come wrestle when it's an aew show right now is the fact that we don't see a lot of you guys yeah. week in week out and we don't see we don't get that overexposure 
So how do you counter that with weekly television? How do you use weekly tele- television to your advantage, and how do you avoid overexposure? I don't know. It's because it, nothing's really been done like this before. There's never been a company that just came out of nowhere and just got this huge TV deal and selling out these huge arenas all over the United States. And uh, this has never been seen in professional wrestling ever. Right. Um, and uh, you know, there's a lot of like a lot of people are seeing me for the very first time. They're like, "Who is this guy?" You know, and uh, why does he look like that? And then there's guys like <laughs> Darby Allen. They're just seeing him for the first time. They're like, uh, "What is this? Yeah, what what is going on here?" And it's just I, if it's done right and everyone's character gets built uh, correctly. You know, I'm sure it's going to be a, a hell of a time. Uh, it's a um, great time to be a, a wrestling fan, of course. Uh, How hardcore is the scripting? Are you able to get out there and get on the mic and do what you want? Or are they yeah. running through like, hey, just so you know, we're going to be super buttoned up every time you cut a promo? That's uh, pretty open right now. Yeah? Yeah, we can kind of do uh, whatever we please. We have agents for the matches um, and stuff. And, uh, you know, they're pretty... Uh, I heard compared to other places, they're pretty uh, loose uh, with stuff, and uh, that's why I like it there. You yeah, because uh, you'll get to kind of go kinda, with what feels right at the moment. Yeah, with uh, everything, I've kind of had free reign so far, and uh, just with a little um, you know, push in the right direction, which is great. Okay, so the date that's coming up here in Philly is going to be televised? Yeah, that is a television. That is a television day. Okay. Uh, every Wednesday is live at uh, eight eight p.m. on TNT, and uh, that's a hard thing to do as well. Uh, getting thrown right into the gauntlet. They're throwing us right into the gauntlet of being uh, TV wrestlers. You know, right. you, we didn't have to go through. In WWE, they make these people. They drill them on. Bring them on a Tuesday, and they're yeah, doing, the they're doing hip tosses and... for. Seven hours. Right, right. <laughs> We're getting thrown right into the gauntlet. I was thrown right into the, you know, I I, I think I did a really good job against John Moxley. Uh, personally, one of the greatest moments of my life, getting a spot like that on a, a pay-per-view like that. And, uh, and clearly stealing the show. I mean, there was a lot of moments there that were talked about, but coming away from that, I can't tell you if there was anything more talked about than the thumbtacks in your foot. Yeah, it's... (laughs) Which had to be awesome. Oh, yeah, it feels great, but (laughs) it's just been wild. I think I was thrown right into that spot, right into the gauntlet, and being his first match back uh, on a mainstream level. And Uh, those aren't... No, back to these tacks. Those are gimmick tacks, right? That's real deal puncturing your skin. Yeah, it's, it's pretty brutal. But when you have a crowd like that, like they're bloodthirsty, you get charged barbarians. Off of that, and you're kind of like, does that does 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 that adrenaline sort of mask any of that pain? Oh yeah, of course. Yeah. Afterwards, no, but <laughs> during, yes, but yeah, it's pretty painful, especially doing three. Basically, we did three different thumbtack spots in a row. First, I took the suplex onto them barefoot and then took a DDT on them and a lot stuck in my uh, my head. So I was like a pincushion after that uh, after that match. And uh, it was it was great. It was uh, coming back uh, to the locker room after that. It was just uh, 
It was a real surreal moment. Like, oh, that really just happened. It's probably and the best cigarette you ever had. Too. Yeah, I went right outside, had a cigarette. <laughs> Actually, I went into my fanny pack after that match. I left my. I was about to go out, and I realized I still had my fanny pack on. And uh, I was like, oh, I just threw it in catering. So I go in a match. I grab a uh, grab a smoke. I go out in the loading dock, barefoot, which wasn't a probably smart there. Probably could have had some kind of foot infection. Walk around oh. barefoot after. Oh. Getting slammed on thumbtacks, but I go into my fanny pack and my wallet's missing. <laughs> so no, yeah. someone jacked your wallet. Yeah, from the someone. Event? Yeah, I think it was someone that worked in the. It it wasn't any of us on the roster. Right, We're all making like, a ton of money now. I think. Right. <laughs> yeah, no one has to steal anyone's wallet with two hundred dollars in it. But, but they left the fanny pack. The fanny pack was there. The wallet was gone. So oh. I had this high for a match and for an hour. I'm looking for my wallet. And it wasn't the the money that was an issue. It was my ID and no, getting on the get flight everything. the next day. And yeah. uh, wait, yeah. then how'd you get on the plane the next day? Was there? Well, something? they do extensive like security check on you. They have to call it like some kind of person does a background check on you, and you have to get full. Meanwhile, you're cavity like, searched, wrapped in gauze. You're like, dude, can I just get on this plane and go home? I'm yeah. Oh, after that, uh, I don't know. We uh, that was a blur that night. I think I was up <laughs> I to eight in the imagine. morning, and uh, actually, it's pretty cool. Like, uh, I forgot my backpack to with all my gear in it uh, at whatever hotel I was at, whatever after party, and. Uh, as soon as I get to the hotel, I go to get my backpack the next day. I see Moxley wandering around the hotel, and he was like, hey, I'm going to the airport. You want to come? I said, all right. So that was the first time <laughs> you guys linked up after the match? Does, does he- yeah, we were, we were uh, me and him, uh, we were drinking uh, straight vodka the night before or after that. Okay, yeah, <laughs> I was figuring, because after yeah. that match, you, you know, Moxley comes up to you and says what? Like, dude, yeah, wow, he was He was awesome, yeah. No, he was, no, he was, he was an awesome dude. It was like... That was the match he wanted to have, you know, uh, that he hasn't had in so long. Um, he comes from the same kind of uh, p- places as me. Uh, sure. The Combat Zone Wrestling, he made his name, he made a name for himself. And then I made a name for myself at Combat Zone Wrestling just the probably seven years later. But, um, yeah, so we're kind of cut from the same cloth. So it was cool. Uh, Having that match, and afterwards we got to drink some tequila, you know, to, yeah. and uh, just talk about stuff. And next day we drove to the airport, and you know, that was Go it. Separate ways. That was uh, until yeah, that, I'll be seeing him for the first time at uh, the pay per view. Uh, a lot of the guys that we kind of idolized growing up went down harder roads because of their partying or because of the lifestyle that they were living. How does Joey Janela avoid that? Oh, I, I don't do any drugs. I don't do yeah. any of that. That's no, cool. I've never, I've never, I'm, I've never done any of that. So cool. I think that's a, a pretty that's big a plus. <laughs> um, with my drinking, you know, sometimes you know I get a little crazy. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Sometimes I think I have to slow down a little bit. Sometimes I'm like, you know what? Just having fun. Sure. You know, I am, I'm 30 now, you know? I've spent half of my life in the wrestling business. And, uh, you know, I've just, I'm traveling so much now, you know? And, and I have this reputation as this party. There's always someone that wants to go and do something. Rage. And, ha- and have a good time, you know? And right now, I'm cool with it. Who knows? Maybe 10 years from now, I, I could find God as well and go the Shawn Michaels route and, uh, <laughs> right. you know, uh, be be clean and sober. But right now, I'm, you know, 
most of the stuff you see on my Twitter, people think I'm pounding <laughs> bottles of vodka every night. That's not the case. Okay. But, but we're having but a lot fun. Of it, you're just kind of I'm the these bad people... boy. goddammit. it! Let me do. <laughs> let me live my life. And you're gonna let them run with the narrative, right? That's Whatever it. they think is the worst part about you, then sure. That's, that's it. I, I I like to live like uh, I'm in an '80s metal band. Yeah. That's uh, that's you know that's a the AEW coming out on TNT. It's a it's closer than ever. Right. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's the, awesome. The cra- it's been crazy the last few months. Uh, this summer has been absolutely the craziest summer I've had since I've been 21. So, so, so you're gonna go. You're gonna go off. You're gonna have an amazing career. You're gonna be one of the biggest names this industry has ever seen. I think so. How are you gonna Hope repay? So. How are you gonna give back? What are you gonna do? Are you gonna open up a wrestling school down the line later on? I'm not sure. You- I understand. Shut up, Siri. <laughs> Nobody asking you. No. <laughs> <laughs> you, what do you do to make sure, how does this come full circle? You know, do you move back home and start, you know, putting on for the local community? Or do you just like, listen, man, I'm here to get a check. I'm already giving back. Yeah? I've given back the last two years. I've given, like, me and Game Changer Wrestling, we've gotten guys like Marco Stunt and Jungle Boy contracts with uh, getting them on our shows. And sure. Pierre Carlet, who was WWF Tag Team Champion in 1994 with the Quebecers, Quebecers. Uh, we gave him a spot on Spring Break 2, which blew him up again. Right. uh, I think he's in his 50s. He's in his 50s now. And from one year from that night that he wrestled on my show, he returned to Madison Square Garden and wrestled uh, for the Tag Team Champions, Chips at... uh, Ring of Honor, a New Japan wow. show. So yeah, it's so just I a story. So... I, we are giving back. And now uh, a guy like Dustin Thomas, who uh, he's a guy with a, um, he, let's he has no legs. He was he had a problem as a child and uh, had to have his legs amputated. Um, we gave I found him on the internet, gave him a spot on Spring Break this year, and then one month later he was in the Casino Battle Royal at Double sure. or Nothing at the MGM Grand. My thing is giving back to the business, you know, I've, you know, I got, I started off as an untrained backyard wrestler who snuck his way on the ring crew and would, and would train, uh, for a half an hour before wrestling shows until I told the promoter I was actually trained at some wrestling school I wasn't trained at in Pennsylvania and got on the show and that's how it started. I, and, and now I've gotten to this point 14 years later where I'm traveling the world, I'm making a living off wrestling, and I'm about to be on national TV. Um, so why not give back? You know, it's, you know, I just, that's my number one. I don't think I'll ever open up a wrestling school. I don't think I'm a, a great. Yeah, here's how you smoke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I'm a great role model in that regards, but who knows, you know, but, uh, who knows? One day I might go broke. Uh, yeah, it might be it might be yeah, the sad be a- wrestling story, and then I'll I'll find God and open up a wrestling school, and uh, <laughs> or there will be another Joey Janela that invites you to his spring bake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that might be it. It might be some kid who has his own show when I'm 50 years old, and I'm Randy to Ram territory, yeah. living in my uh, van, and. Uh, He's like, watch you back, Janela. That's <laughs> oh, great. Well, listen, man, we're all excited to see what you go on and do and represent Philly and South Jersey. Oh, yeah. And, uh, and we appreciate you swinging through iHeart and, uh, and the big show. So, we'll, uh, wait, can you grab tickets now or are tickets on sale uh, for the Philly show? I don't know. <laughs> see, I'm like the worst company man what, ever. We'll, we'll put like a link. 
that can go like right there, and you could buy tickets if they're available. They might be on sale Friday. I, I, uh, I know where they send me emails, and I just like, and I'm you're so, just like, Shlo. yeah, I just so, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this guy, like, why did you hire this guy? He's like, the, oh, it's like, it. I'm just, yeah, it's just, uh, yeah, I'm sure tickets went on sale already. <laughs> Going on sale this week. I don't, I, don't, I don't know if they're if not, go buy them on the secondary market. Yeah, scalp them like the old. Yeah, yeah. Man. I'm sure someone will sell them out in the parking lot for twice the amount. But if you want to see AEW live in Philly, you know why not? That's what's up, man. Well, we're really excited to see what you do in AEW and your entire career moving forward. Joey Janela, thanks so much for. I hope it lasts. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> nice talking to you.